Scotiabank Saddledome. What is this place? It's been a while since we've done a show from here, but here we are on this Thursday, February 15th, and this hour of Flames Talk is underway on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast with Wes Gilbertson of Post Media. My name is Pat Steinberg. We're underway this hour. A little bit later on, uh, Derek Wills will join us for the Daily Flames Roundtable. But as always, we got lots to talk about. Hello, Wes. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Looking forward to a game day, first of all, yeah. at the Dome. That big, is uh, that is fun. It's a big week for us. Yeah. World Radio Day, Valentine's Day. And then a home game. Game day at the Saddle Dome. How about two straight matinee games at yeah. the Saddle Dome? Do you remember that at any point in your career covering this team? No. Two straight? No. Yeah, me neither. A 2 o'clock Saturday, then a 2 o'clock Family Day Monday. Uh, if you are a teacher, just be careful. It's day one of the teacher's convention. You know, just, just pace yourself is all I'm saying. Just, you got you got a lot of meetings done on Friday morning, okay? So just pace yourself, all right? And then blow it out on Friday. Um, you got advice for everybody. That's what I do. I'm just a sage old veteran over here. <laughs> uh, we're Speaking of which, I... I um, I caught on to something. I uh, I picked up on a little bit of um, trade speculation surrounding the Calgary Flames. I um, my spidey senses tell me that there have been there have been plenty of people talking about potential trades involving the Flames and other teams. I, I were you aware of this? You know, uh, Patrick. I think you and I might be frequenting the same web pages. We are okay. So we're going to the same social media sites. We're on the the same page, and obviously uh, we just. I wonder if the Flames are aware there's trade speculation surrounding their team. Huh, that's no, a question. I, I, I think they might be as well. The amount of unreturned text messages everybody's getting these days, the amount of, I'm trying to think of the right word, not snippy, but, you know, just um, some side-eyed answers from Flames players who are getting sick of talking about trade speculation and getting sick of talking about Elias Lindholm being dealt, which happened more than two weeks ago, so on and so forth. So, yes, I say that in jest as well. The Flames are also very very aware that there is a ton of speculation surrounding this team. Um, there's some like this is a, a loose group, but there there's still some tension knowing what could play out over the next three weeks. Yep, is that fair? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think I think there's some uncertainty that they're trying to combat with looseness, and and that's a good way of going about it because you know that uncertainty is something that can't always be easy to deal with. And and we're going to hear from a couple of players in, in a few minutes about just that. Like, hey, a lot of guys inside that room, like the UFAs have known that they could be going elsewhere for quite some time. But that doesn't mean that they're the only guys who get traded. Like, like for instance, Jacob Markstrom's not a pending unrestricted free agent, and his name has been the hottest and most speculated name on since the weekend. And who's to say it couldn't be player X or Y that come next week is a guy that we're talking about all of a sudden because we hear a report or there are serious conversations that start being had or whatever the case may be. So I do think that that 
uneasiness exists. And I also think that part of the way that you can deal with it is just you know going out of your way to come to the rink and enjoy yourself and be around a, a, a group that, you know, you talk to guys inside that room like we have the last couple of days and like we have all year. It genuinely does feel like this is a group of players that like to be around one another, which maybe wasn't the case as much as you would have wanted it to be last season for a number of different reasons. But I, I do think the mood with all of the uncertainty or not surrounding this team, I, I do think the mood is a little bit better in there. And yet, once again, on Thursday morning, the trade speculation surrounding the Calgary Flames reared its ugly head because Jacob Markstrom, who's going to back up Dustin Wolf on, on Thursday night against San Jose, Wolf's going to get his first start in more than two months, when first NHL start anyway, in more than two months when he takes on his hometown Sharks. But Jacob Markstrom, who continues to be very um, committed to maintaining his own energy levels, and the Flames are also committed to maintaining his energy levels. Jacob didn't take the morning skate. So Dan Vladar, who's on IR, was in the backup's crease. Dustin Wolf, the starter, was in his crease, like his starter's crease, and no Jacob Markstrom. And the minute that gets out there on social media, you know exactly what happens. And, you know, as, as soon as I hit post, I was like, I know where this is going to go, so I want to make sure that it's an optional skate, Markstrom practice, yesterday this is not indicative of a trade but it doesn't matter what you do the the speculation begins at at this stage of the year because of what happened over the weekend and because there are so many decisions looming on this team and Wes this isn't going to go away until the decisions are made or until it's like 6 or 7 p.m. on March 8th. Like, yeah. whatever comes first, that's when all this speculation finally dies down. Well, and I think, you know, the the Markstrom one today is sort of a... It's just a whole lot of, of factors converging at the same time. He happens to, as you said previously, he happens to have been the hottest topic in the hockey world for much of this week, starting with when he was named the NHL's first star, but then continuing through the rumors about how close was a potential deal with the New Jersey Devils was he asked at one point to waive his no trade clause. So so the fact he wasn't on the ice today, even though maybe we should have all seen it coming because he hasn't been on the ice for a whole lot of practices of late, the fact he wasn't on the ice, you knew that was going to get people wondering. And, and that's fair, right? That That's why we all wind up on those social media websites is, you know, to see what's happening out there, to see who's saying what, who's not on the ice where, all that fun. But you're right. This is going to hang over this group. And I think part of the, you know, you talk about the sort of side eye, the, the sometimes snippy answers. I think part of the frustration is, we're not talking about a team that's selling because they're in the situation that the San Jose Sharks are in, right? We're not talking about a last-place hockey team. The Calgary Flames have told us over and over and over again, and when I say the Calgary Flames, I'm referring to the players inside the locker room, that they want to be a wildcard team. Yep. And they are today three points out of that spot. And I think the frustration is that Maybe it's not frustration, but there's some worry that all those outside distractions, that whatever Craig Conroy has to do because of the contract status of at least a couple of defensemen might get them sidetracked from what the internal goal is. And I think the frustration that we're hearing sometimes comes from the fact of, hey, guys, like 
We're trying to go win a hockey game tonight. Yep. I, I get what your job is, Wes. I get what your job is, Pat. I know the rumors, right? But we're three points out of a wild card spot. And I think if there's a little bit of frustration, a little bit of maybe annoyance that we're hearing sometimes from the players, it's for that exact reason. Yep. And and I don't I don't blame no, it's them. Perfectly I really fair. don't. It it's fair for us to ask the questions and it's fair for them to Remind us that they're trying to think about getting into a wild card spot. I mentioned this to a few people uh, throughout the week. I'm like, I'll be happy when the deadline is is come and gone because, you know, for for what we do, it'll be like finally I don't have to be on such high alert. Like you're right. always like you're always like I don't want to I don't want to nap. What if I miss a trade? Like you, like you're always like, well, I've 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 dialed in my do not disturb so that I don't miss certain texts and certain Twitter notif- notifications. And I'm like, I like it, it would be nice just to be able to have a nap. It would be nice to like sleep through your 7:30 alarm and like maybe it's 8:15. You're like, oh, did right. I miss something? Like it would be so like if, if I'm there, imagine where the flames are. Imagine where that group is inside that room saying, "Can we get through this stupid deadline and can these decisions get made?" And this is not a criticism for them not being made yet, but it's just like if if you're a player, you absolutely would be like, this is, you can't help but hang over the team as time goes on and as the uncertainty drags on. Because we've been talking about this since garbage bag day or exit day at the end of last season, right? We've been talking about the impending free agency of a long list of players and that list has been whittled down either via trade or in in Michael Backlund's case a contract extension Mm -hmm. but you know this has been the story that hasn't been going away for months and months and months and really at a a loud volume since September and so I understand why they would love to snap their fingers and have it be March the 9th I I think you're, you're absolutely right this is a group that genuinely does enjoy spending time with each other. As one player pointed out to me today, doesn't it say something that they spent most of their vacation together too? Yep. Like, look at look at how many of them ended up at the same five-star resort not far from Puerto Vallarta. That tells you what a tight-knit group they are. They understand that there's business looming, that there might be some significant subtractions because of contract status. They just want to know who's going to be in that room. Yep. And then they want to get back to trying to make the playoffs. Yep. And you can't fault them for that. Uh, here was Nazem Kadri. This was after morning skate on Thursday. Kadri spoke to the media and and a few questions about just this, about how the team is so far successfully blocking out a lot of this noise. Kind of just ignore it, really. I think there's uh, no other way uh, but to do that. Obviously, we're, we're, we're in a um, bit of a race here, and I think all of our focus and energy goes into performing on the ice. So, uh, you know, I think that speculation, a lot of it probably is just speculation. Um, so we, we try not to focus on it too much. What's the human element to that? Knowing that, you know, buddies might not be here. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the business that you're in, uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's, it's tough at times to see friends come and go, but, um, you know, that's just the, the nature of how it is. So, um, again, you, you try and kind of put it in the rearview mirror. Of course, you understand what's going on, but, uh, you know, winning games right now is most important to us. So, sorry, one more. Like, how is it when you open social media and you see that stuff trending? Like, what's your initial reaction? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you, you got you got to think more than half of it's bullshit, you know. So I think uh, I don't really pay too much attention to it, honestly. You know, you come and go, you you scroll through some articles, but at the end of the day, who really knows? So. How'd you like my uh, yeah, editing it? job? I was, was going to ask. Potty mouth cadre. Yeah, like I uh, wash I your mouth mouth out with soap. I don't want to. I don't want to get us sidetracked here. But at what point in my radio career, and that's using the term very loosely, <laughs> at what point do I learn the bleeper? Um, I can show you, um, but it's not. It's no fun. Like you also are one of the you're one of the people who loves typing swear words on Twitter. Did you? Did, did, <laughs> that's a, that's quite an accusation. I, I trimmed this one down to BS. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for you. I didn't see that. I just, I always make fun of Francis and Salam and yeah. you because there's as soon as as soon as Logan comes back in post game and says, you know, Uyghur dropped an S bomb or sure. Zadorov dropped. Yeah, an I do F-bomb. like the I do like the post game potty mouth. And I'm that's like, true. So immediately I go on Twitter. I'm like, okay, who got it out there first? Yeah. And I'm if I was, I'd be I would be guilty too if I I'm not trying to say that I'm above hey, this. You know, feel free to pop in the room post game. I don't know what you're so busy with. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm just lazy. You know me. Uh, here's uh, Rasmus Anderson also answered some of these questions on Thursday morning. You play in Canada. It's, it is what it is. and You guys make a bigger deal out of it than, than we do. We don't really sit here and talk about the trades or stuff like that, you know. You know, everyone knows when the trade deadline is, and whatever happens, happens. And, uh, you know, we're battling for a playoff spot. That's that's our main focus right now. Is that a sort of surprise to a degree, Rasmus, that the idea that there is all this noise on the outside, you don't really care, and yet you're still very much in the conversation of a wild-card spot? How much pride do you guys take of that inside the room? Yeah, I mean, I think I've said it before. Uh, you know, we have some non-negotiables in this room that, you know, uh, you block shot, you work hard, and even though if you might not have your best night with the puck or whatever you, you still work hard and you still block shots and you, you play the system and uh, and when, when we do that we're a good team and uh, you know it's an 82 game season you're not going to feel your best every night and um, so if, if we can stick with that and uh, we're going to be in the in the race the whole way and uh, so we just got to do what works for us and uh, don't really pay too much attention to uh to you guys, no offense. <laughs> so is that, is that like, are you, are you on social media less than like on a day? Yeah, I mean, we, we live in 2024, I think. I think everyone is on social media. I mean, you see it and some of the things you see, you kind of just laugh about and uh, and you don't pay too much attention to it. And um, But, it, I mean, I, I get it to a certain way that, you know, a lot of the so-called insiders got to do their job, but... You know we're humans too, and uh, you, you, you're, you're, you know, there talks about you know you moving here or there, and uh, you know a lot of guys have kids and family and stuff like that, so it's not easy for a lot of people. But um, you know, as I said, we don't really pay too much attention to it, and um, it is what it is at this point. You know, we, I think every team who's, you know outside of a top three in their division. It's the same spe- speculation in each team and around each team. And, um, and it's just the way it goes in this business. So far, that's Rasmus Anderson. Also heard from old potty mouth Nazem. Uh, I like it. Even the way he delivered it, he's like, 
I don't know if there's a bigger pro in the NHL at media than Nazem Kadri. Like he's been in Toronto, he's been to a Stanley Cup final. Like he knows he knows how to work the system. Yeah, and and he had a he had a grin on his face as he was delivering that BS bomb. You're like, yeah, he knew he knew that was going to be on. Uh, yep, he knew that was getting on. That was going to be on Sports Center or, or Flames Talk. He probably knew it was going. to. He was like, I'm getting this hockey central. Talk, hockey yeah, central. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I got to tell you a funny story. This is way off topic. That's what we like. I was chatting with Martin Pospisil yesterday, and, and he's become such a fan favorite. And he's, really, he's a really interesting kid to talk to. And, and so I was just asking him about sort of his style. And then we were talking about manufacturing energy on days you don't have it. And, and so it's just him and I standing there. And he said, yeah, some days you wake up and, and you feel tired. And you just have to tell yourself, and then he paused for about three seconds, and then he goes, I don't want to use a bad word. And then it was like he gave up on trying to think of another one, and he just goes, ah, you just tell yourself, bleep it, and except he didn't say bleep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. thank you for the selective <laughs> editing, though. That's, yeah, good. That's th- good. Thanks for letting us know. And, uh, and on we went with the conversation, and I just thought, yeah, you know what? Some mornings you do just wake up and say, ah. Leave it. Got to go. Uh, I remember when uh, when Raz dropped one. Rasmus Anderson dropped one on a chat I was doing with him, and like it was a long f bomb. Like it probably lasted like second and a half because he like really stretched it out because he was thinking about a mistake he made and how it might have cost Markstrom a shutout. And he's just, I was just thinking, please. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then he goes, then he, oh, it's like, oh, sorry, because you know you're just having a chat, so like you're, you don't even think about it. He's like, oh, sorry, Whoops. like he knew that this one was on, yeah. on radio and for audio. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. We'll bleep it out. It's yeah. fine. Big, it's, uh, it's big, better that way. Big save, Dave was uh, always good for a few of those. I remember I didn't catch one on Michael Backlund as a rookie or year two. Yeah, I didn't even know he said it. Like I, I was listening to him, but I didn't catch him. This was as you know, Michael was still getting acclimated to North America and so learning a lot of the North American locker room slang, right? Sure. So just like completely completely out of place F bomb. Like <laughs> not not like just like so out of place. Nobody would have expected it. So I didn't even pick up on it while we're doing the interview. So I'm playing it back and then he drops it. I'm like, did he did he just drop that there? And the entire text line blew up. Um, I don't even know if we had a text line. This would have been the emails at the time. But whatever whatever we were using blew up, and you're like, oh, no. Um, that that's that that was my and now I'm like so I like immediately uh, text or 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 email Peter Hamlin apologize I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't know and he goes who cares Backlund thought it was funny he, yeah he he, uh, he forgot he said it too and um, but yeah it's good every once in a while um, hey, a nice sometimes they sneak through um, I'll say this back on on trackish they're doing a good job blocking out the noise or if they're not blocking it out they're doing a nice job playing with the noise in the background yeah. you know and and sometimes you can't block out the noise sometimes you got to sleep through a fire alarm sometimes you've got to work in in a loud environment and the the flames are doing a nice job doing that i i believe they are playing their best stretch of hockey 
maybe in two seasons, maybe since the playoff year, um, and and definitely the best hockey they've played in in an extended stretch, going back to the five and one start last year, and and maybe better than that. Um, they're playing some really good hockey right now, and, and I give them a lot of credit. I, I don't want to get us off track again, but of the advice that you've doled out on this segment, sometimes you've got to sleep through a fire alarm is by far the worst. Have you Do you live in a condo complex, Wes? Because I'm we, telling you... I, 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 I can't. I don't want to be held responsible for this. There was a stretch a couple of years ago where we had five in the span of two weeks the first two, you're on the 20th floor. You got to walk all the way down, and by the third or fourth, I got up, and like all of them happen in the middle of the night. So it's 1:30 or well, 1:30. I'm still awake. It's like 4:30 in the morning. So I've just gone to bed, and you, you, you're like, "What is this again?" You get up, you open your door. Like, do you smell smoke? Nope. Do you see fire? Nope. You're like, "I'm in a concrete building. I don't. I'm going back to bed." Like, so don't. All right. Okay. Don't, don't, Fair enough. Don't, I, I don't mean to question you then. Don't sleep through a fire alarm unless you unless re- you've looked outside unless, for fire. Unless you're really confident that it's just somebody's dryer getting too hot. Uh, if you're... if I can try and put this back on the track since I'm responsible for knocking it off in the first place, I, I don't know if it's a sense of or, – or I shouldn't say a sense. I don't know if it's a matter of blocking out the noise or – if this has become a little bit of a don't you dare count us out no matter what happens from the Calgary Flames. Like, that's what I sense more. And I had an interesting conversation with a player about it, actually, since the team's been back in town, saying we're still going to have, like, no matter what happens with the guys in the rumor mill, we're still going to have a lot of really good players. And everyone thinks that if we make these trades – we're just going to, and I, I'm paraphrasing quite liberally here, but everyone thinks if we make these trades that we're not going to win any more games, that mm-hmm. we're just going to have the worst team, and we don't feel that way at all. And I, I think that's what we're starting to see in the the little bit of pushback we're getting is, guys, like, don't talk about this team like if we don't have Tanev and Hannafin, we're going to be irrelevant for the rest of this season and into the future. And and listen, we can all have our own opinions on what the Flames might look like and, and what their record might look like after March 8th. But in that room, I think it's been less about blocking out noise and more about turning some of that into resolve. Yep. Um, see how, we'll see how the rest of these, um, the, these what, three weeks and a day uh, till the trade deadline? That, yeah. uh, by my math, is 22. 1 um, p.m. Mountain Time yes. on March the 8th. Correct. 22 days away, a little bit less than that. Um, 969.60 on the text line right now. Um, This says, um, I get sad after the trade deadline. The only thing better is the draft. Flames go get Yakimchuk. That comes from Mick. Um, This says, uh, where did Wedley's text go? It was pretty funny. Uh, He goes, yeah, I'm hearing Markstrom to Edmonton for Tommy Sallow via Eklund E5 and Smelly at Friedman. I always love an E5. I love a good Smelly at Friedman or Boob McKenzie. (laughs) Uh, Those are some of my favorites. Markstrom, um, 
Markstrom will soon be sharing a line in the record books with Tommy Salah. I know. Not one more win. One more win. 210. Two more wins. No longer on that same line. There Tommy you Salo, you'll be in his rearview mirror. Um, just a couple of other things. Uh, oh, and a couple of the uh, – this says you don't panic until the floor feels hot. Kyle says I live in a condo. I can confirm Pat's disdain. And this one this, – this text, somebody cares about me. Uh, Pat, please don't sleep through fire alarms. Yeah. Thank That's you for, for me. caring. Thank you. No, that's not from you. That's not from you. I know your number, and that's not it. Um, another, uh, I do not consider Thursday's game against San Jose a must-win. I consider it a cannot-lose. Yeah. If what you just talked about, about how they are, you know, almost defiantly like, yeah, we're fighting for a wild-card spot, you morons. Like, look how close we are. We're three back. Why wouldn't we be? Um, they can't lose to San Jose. No. That's the 31st. Especially – on the back end of a challenging doubleheader, right? Yeah. Twin bill, back-to-back, whatever you want to call it. Like, this San Jose team would have got in late last night from Winnipeg. They, was it a one nothing loss on the heels of yep. a outstanding goaltending performance? And so, yeah, you can't. I, I mean, here's what happened earlier. I walked in, I saw... Willsy Googling a person, and I said, oh, is that a Sharks player? I've never heard of them. There's only a few. I'll give him trouble. I'll give him credit. There's only a few that you're like, huh? Are you? Is that um Is that a, a person? So, so Ty Emberson is one of them. Second pairing. Yeah, I yeah. know. I went and looked at the depth chart. Playing with Vlasic, isn't he? He is correct. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. I went and I looked at, like, Ty Emberson sounds like a, a fake game show host on, like, a, like uh, Ty Emerson. Uh, <laughs> well, welcome to Celebrity Match Game. And then the other one, uh, has, I, maybe, have, Willsey, have you figured out how to say 83's name yet? Are you still working on that? Nikita Okodiak or something of the sort. I think sort. the Flames have played him before. Yeah. I, I could be mixing up a Wranglers uh, Barracuda game. That could also be yeah. true. So when I'm unsure about a uh, pronunciation, I listen to video clips. So I listened to two clips today because this guy has hardly played any games in the league. Yeah. And he scored two goals. On the first goal, the Sharks broadcasters both said his name differently. <laughs> okay. And on the other goal, it was a national broadcast, and... He said his name different than the two Sharks guys did. So I, I've heard his name pronounced three times, three different ways. So I'm going to talk to one of, maybe both of, Randy Hahn and Dan Rusinowski and, and try to figure it out before the game. You know, Willsie, I'm kind of a solution guy. Okay. What if we had Pat bleep it out whenever you said his That's a good way of doing it. I've got a better idea. <laughs> Make him a healthy scratch tonight so I don't have to try to pronounce his that name. Oh, also that also works He didn't play me. last night. Just that saying. for me. Okay. Um, now, there is, there is one guy who was on the roster who isn't anymore, and I thank God for that. The point is, you can't lose to this team where we're probably a little bit too bad karma-y making fun of the players Look at that we've never name. heard of before. Uh, oh, I know. That's the, the Devils. Uh, that's the former Devils first-round oh, pick. Oh, yeah. Luka Madulin. Uh, that one I know because wow, I... rolled right off your tongue. The only reason I know that is because I remember draft day because he was so off the board when New Jersey took him right. uh, in the first round that we were in the boardroom uh, doing one of those never-ending drafts. And I remember like... Okay, how do we say this name? Yeah. And then I remember hearing it, and so it, it was a I big part of the Timo Meyer trade last yeah. year. Yeah, he was actually a big. That one's not as tricky. There's a lot of letters. There is. Yeah, uh. it does make more sense. So 
Well, if you get a if you get an intel on eighty three, yeah, I'll now, let you know. This is this is bad karma. <laughs> They're gonna. Last time we were, it, what I'm played, wondering is is it is it bad radio? Yeah. If you listen to Flames Talk, you're used to it. It doesn't. We always do bad radio here. Uh, okay, quickly. Good news on Jacob Pelche. Day to day shoulder injury won't play against San Jose. That's one thing. Um, would you claim just quickly? Would you claim Matthew Phillips on waivers? Uh, the Capitals have placed the former Flames sixth-round pick on waivers. He's been a healthy scratch all but one time in the last month and a bit. So after a nice start to the to the year, Alex Ovechkin was saying some nice things about him. Uh, he was getting some top six, top nine minutes in Washington. It's kind of come back down to earth. Would you claim Matthew Phillips on waivers? What are you thinking? I my initial gut was no. Yeah. And then I said to myself, yeah, you know, if you if you're okay with then putting him back on waivers and potentially seeing if if he could help your American League team, which yeah. needs the reinforcements right now. Right. I was like, yeah, you know, I I, I think I I'd have no problem if they did that. Um and maybe at some point, you know, he's got good chemistry with Zeri. He knows Pospisil. I, sure, why not? My initial thought was, nah. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? He probably could. So I, I'm, I'm more of a yes. I, uh, I want to preface this by saying I, I've not seen a whole lot of the Washington Capitals this season. But the stat line for Matthew Phillips, one goal and four assists in 27 games, the fact he's been a healthy scratch so much recently and, and probably – the biggest indictment for me, the fact he has totaled three shots on net in his past 12 games. I, I wouldn't be putting in a claim to keep him on my NHL roster. If you were willing to then put him back on waivers and try to get him through to the Calgary Wranglers, if you were willing to pay his full freight league minimum but $775,000 cap hit because it's a one-way deal to get him to your minor league team, okay, but I just don't see right now a fit for him on the NHL roster. I like how Kuzmenko's fit in the one right wing slot that you have open. I still like Pospisil on the right wing of that second line. We know the third line, or or what I call the third line, we know the backland line's not changing, and I think Walker is playing his best hockey of the season, and it was sort of a low bar for a long time, but I think you're finally seeing what they wanted Walker yep. Dewar to be. And so I just don't see a spot on the NHL roster. And for that reason, I, I don't think I'm putting in a claim on Matthew Phillips. We are underway this hour on Flames Talk. Wes Gilbertson, Pat Steinberg, little cameo from Derek Wills. will join us here very shortly on the Daily Flames Roundtable as well. We're here at the Scotiabank Saddledome in the Hot Stove Lounge and everything coming at you from our downtown studios. The Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. They are all things basement-y. This is Flamestock. Join the conversation at 960-960. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Time now for the Daily Flames Roundtable on this Thursday from the Dome. It's brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Mercedes-Benz Country Hills is open on Family Day. Do something with the family and something you want to do and find exceptional savings just minutes from the Calgary Airport at Steinberg. Wes Gilbertson and now the voice of the Flames, Derek Wills, joins us for our first in-person live table in like three and a half weeks, it feels like. Probably right around there. Um, 
Gents, how do we feel about uh, Connor Zary, who I thought was, even in Monday's shutout loss to the Rangers, I thought was Calgary's most dangerous offensive player against New York. Um, how do we feel now? Wilsey, it was Vickers who was in that seat, um, I want to say a month ago when we had a conversation about Zary potentially being a Calder Trophy finalist. and We, we kicked it around and, and talked a little bit about it. Now that we're entering the final third of the season, we're kind of right up on the final third of the NHL campaign, and Zary's still putting up points. How do we feel now about his potential? I guess we can take it two ways, and, and probably we'll take it both ways, but potential of actually being a finalist and also the deservingness of him being a finalist. I think he's got a chance. I mean, Connor Bedard will come back on what day is it? Thursday. Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday yep. night. Uh, he's going to win the award uh, unless he gets injured again and misses the rest of the season. Despite the fact that he's only played in 39 games, he still has more goals with 15 and more points with 33 than any rookie in the NHL. So he's going to win the Calder Trophy, and uh, that would have probably been a pretty safe bet at the start of the season. And then you've got a bunch of guys that I think are grouped together. So you've got Marco Rossi of the Wild. You've got Dimitri Veronkov of the Blue Jackets, Adam Fantilli of the Blue Jackets, and Connor Zeri of the Flames. And for me, it's probably going to be one or two of those guys that's a finalist along with Bedard. And the other guy that I would consider is Brock Faber because he's had a really strong season as well. So the Wild with a couple of really good rookies, same can be said for the Blue Jacks. But when you look at just the raw numbers, Connor Zary in 43 games has 12 goals, which is tied for fourth most amongst rookies and has 26 points, which is tied for sixth most amongst rookies. But when you break it down a little bit further and look at points per game, because he hasn't played in as many games as some of the other rookies that I was just talking about, he's at 0.60, which is fourth. Leo Carlson of the Ducks, 0.61. Brock Faber of the Wild, 0.62. Connor Bedard of the Blackhawks, way ahead of everybody at 0.85. So I think right now he's in the conversation. If he continues to progress and has a strong finish to the season, I think he's got a legitimate chance to be a Calder Trophy finalist, yeah. Here's how I look at it. And just so everyone knows, because I do have a vote on the Calder amongst a bunch of other awards as a member of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. And so you submit your top five list for all these awards. And so five names on each individual writer's ballot, and then the top three obviously become finalists. As Wilsey said, Connor Bedard hasn't played since January 5th, still leading all rookies in Mm -hmm. most offensive categories. As long as he picks up where he left off, he's not only going to be a finalist, he's ultimately going to win. The other guy that I consider a shoe-in to be a finalist is Brock Faber. I mean, 25 minutes a night on the blue line, and not just playing 25 minutes, but playing it the way he is in Minnesota. I'd be really surprised if he's not in the top three. And then Connor Zary, for me, is in a battle with about four or five other guys for the last spot Mm -hmm. among the three finalists. Marco Rossi's in there. Adam Fantilli is in there. Luke Hughes might be in there. And then Sam Harrison, the Philadelphia Flyers goaltender who's put up really impressive numbers, is one of the 
the big reasons the Flyers have been such a surprise so far this season would be the other on that list. And Yeah, I forgot about him. You know, I, I do think it speaks volumes about what Connor Zary has done so far that we're having this conversation. You know, is it is it likely that we're sitting here in, in May or June talking about him being top three? I, I don't know if I'd say it's likely, but the fact that he's in that four or five horse race for the last spot on on what I would consider most, you know, finalist list, good on him. The yep. point per game number is really impressive. Just the, you know, when you watch him every night, as we do, guys, just the way he impacts it, you know, the the way he drives the net, the confidence he has, the fact that their best scoring opportunities again the other night at Madison Square Garden, a building he should have been really nervous to be playing in, the fact that he provided their best scoring chances, like he just kind of continues to look like a seasoned veteran in his first year in the league, and I think that's really impressive. Just quickly, Pat, another yeah. number I should have mentioned, plus minus, which I know it's a stat that a lot of people take with a grain of salt, and, and mm-hmm. that's fair. I think there are, are better numbers to look at, but it is still a counting stat and an important one to some. So he is second in the NHL in rookie plus minus at plus 16. The only guy who's ahead of him is Slapshot into the empty Maple Leafs net guy, Ridley Gregg of the Senators. But then you take a look at the plus minus rating for a couple of the guys we've talked about. Connor Bedard is minus 22. Adam Fantilli is minus 21. Now, players on bad teams tend to have bad plus minus ratings. Players on good teams tend to have good plus minus ratings. But for me... I would say that uh, Connor Zary is on a tweener team. Not a really good team, not a really bad team, a team that's kind of even as far as goal differential goes. So the fact that he's plus 16 on yeah. this Flames team, I think it speaks volumes. Well, and, and where it becomes a stat that matters is if you get down as a voter to trying to decide, okay, you know, I, I have Fantilli or Zary 3 4. Yeah. Well, if the offensive numbers wind up looking the same, that's where it can become a bit of a tiebreaker, right? Yep. Or if one guy ends up with six more goals, then maybe it's, ah, okay, well, this guy had a little more offensive impact. But if you're if you're kind of going apples to apples in terms of numbers, and right now those two are, are quite close, suddenly the, the plus minus can become a little bit of, a, along with other analytic type stats, can become a little bit of a, a tiebreaker. The, um, I, the, the one thing that really jumps off the page to me, and I know that you, you probably would never, I mean, obviously voters would never look at it this way, but the what what has really driven home, I, I'm with Wes. I think Faber's a shoe-in. Um, I, I think that the minute, he's playing more than 25 minutes a night as a rookie D. Yeah, like, I, I think absurd. He's got 30 points since, uh, so the, the reason I say this is, I went and pulled up since November 1st where Connor Zary ranks, so when he came into the league, where he ranks in points, and he's third, behind Faber and Bedard. Um, and, like, Faber's got, since November 1st, 30 points in 44 games. This What, what this guy's doing is stupid. So I, I, I really, like, Faber to me, Bedard for me, are locks. I, I just don't see how voters don't put the number one overall pick who's scored a bunch of highlight reel goals um, like, like Bedard has, even with him missing time, not in the mix. So it comes down to that third one for sure. But, I mean, I, I look at Zary and I say to myself, 
Why, why not? Now, part of it is because I'm biased and I see him every night, but I know what the lineup looks like when he's not on. I know how the team looks like when he's out or not playing well. They don't have the same offensive punch when he's dialed, even in a game like Monday against the Rangers, where they did not have a lot of offense in him for a good chunk of that game. He was still going. He was still creating. Um so as of right now, I, I think he's got to be in that mix. If I had a vote, he would be in my top five for sure. And and I really think, Wilsey, he's got himself a, a good chance of being there when it's all said and done. The only question becomes, because his name does not have the, the same type of appeal necessarily as even a, a Rossi or a Fantilli or a Luke Hughes does, you, you're, you're counting on voter, voters from other markets who may not be as familiar as we are on obviously, with the type of impact Zeri has made. But I think he's got a chance, and I think he should be 100% in the mix. And the other guys we've talked about play in the Eastern time zone or the Central time zone. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't think that matters, you're wrong. Yeah, I I think that's all fair. I mean, it's going to play out over the next two months, sort of who deserves the final spot or, or... you know, if you're not totally sold on Faber, the, the final two spots on that ballot, I'll tell you who doesn't want to hear the rumblings about Connor Zary being in the Calder mix, and that's Connor Zary because I asked him about it today, and he gave me a very quick, whoa, 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 whoa. I, yeah, yeah, I know people are saying that, but I just want to focus on helping this team win. But as as I said to him, just the fact that his name is coming up in these conversations is is a real testament to the impact he's yeah. had so far. As a segue to our next topic, what's more likely to happen? Connor Zary, a finalist for the Calder, Jacob Markstrom, a finalist for the Vesna. Ooh. I don't Zary for the I, I Calder. Think Zary for, for the yeah, Calder. I would agree. And, and that's not even a not. Hellebuck's a shoe in for the Vesna. I think that is 100%. I think Demko is going to win the Vesna. Um, and then there's a, lo- there's a few other names in there that I, I think Markstrom should be, but. If the Flames miss the playoffs or are not a play, yeah, I guess it comes at the end of the year. If they miss the playoffs, I think it'll be tough for voters to go Markstrom. Now, if they make it and he doesn't get traded and he is the main reason why they make it, could be a I different story. That, that could be the that could be the difference maker right there. It's certainly become a little bit more like we always talked about the Hart Trophy, where. I think it's getting harder to win the Vesna if you're not on a playoff team. Agreed. And you look at, you know, maybe Thatcher Demko, some of his numbers might not be as impressive in terms of high-danger scoring chances or or whatever stat you might be looking at. But, you know, if Thatcher Demko has his team in the top seed or second seed in the Western Conference, chances are he's going to get a bunch of Vesna votes. Uh, Daily Flames Roundtable with Derek West and Pat. Speaking of Markstrom, he will not start against San Jose. It'll be Dustin Wolf getting the start. Dan Vladar's not quite ready, uh, so Wolf will get the start. Markstrom will back up, despite the uh, furor on Twitter. Um, Yeah, it'll be Markstrom backing up. But guys... He's just come off this road trip where he was one of the best players in the league, was named the number one star of, of the NHL's week, and then went out and probably had his best performance uh, of the, the four games on the road trip that night against the New York Rangers when he was out of his mind. He's bumped his save percentage to 916. He is not single-handedly, but a big part of why the Flames are still right there in this playoff conversation, guys. And yet, against San Jose, 
with uh, a few days in between. They're going Wolf and not Markstrom. Um, is is this another example of, of how the Flames are, are really making sure that they're committed to managing his energy and his rest levels? Yep, I think so. I think it's a perfect spot to play someone not named Jacob Markstrom. And if Dan Vladar was healthy, it would probably be him, but it's not. And... Maybe that's a good thing because Dustin Wolf, who grew up in Gilroy, California, which is 33 miles from San Jose, California, and grew up as a Sharks fan, made his NHL debut against his hometown team in Game 82 last season and only gave up one to pick up his first win in this league, a 3-1 victory for the Flames over the Sharks back on, what was it, April 12th, I believe. So a good spot for him. Uh, I'm sure he's comfortable and confident playing against this group and will certainly be motivated for the Flames tonight. I'm not sure that the plan was to play Jacob Markstrom in all four games. I was that wondering that trip. too, yeah. Uh, but with Dan Vladar's injury in warm-up prior to the game against the Devils last Thursday, I think that then became the plan. You get Dustin Wolf in for the games against the Islanders and the Rangers to be the backup and get some reps for him at the NHL level at morning skates and at practices and then start him against his hometown team tonight. And then when you look at the schedule for the rest of the month of February, I think Jacob Markstrom, assuming he's healthy and doesn't get traded, he hasn't been traded, right? I mean, he wasn't on the ice this morning, so... Not 100% sure, but I don't think so. His gear was in a stall after practice, so I think it's uh, all good. But you've got the Red Wings coming in Saturday, and then the Jets on Monday, a couple of 2 o'clock starts. And then you've got one of the best teams in the league in the Bruins next Thursday. And then you've got a battle against uh, the Oilers, a battle of Alberta next Saturday. And then you've got a proverbial four-pointer against the Kings the following Tuesday. So the games are pretty spread out. You've got some really tough teams. You've got some really big games. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Jacob Markstrom, who didn't take the morning skate today and will back up Dustin Wolf tonight, play the final five games of the month of February for the Flames as they try to stay in the fight for a playoff spot. You know, guys, the one thing I'll say is I think the Calgary Flames are managing more than just Jacob Markstrom's rest level right now. This has been a very, very limited amount of practice time like he he has barely been on the ice for a non game session with the team and so yeah it happened on the road a few times too yeah and so I'm sure something is likely bugging Jacob Markstrom and they're probably managing that as well right we're talking about a guy who has had a couple or or three injury absences one obviously being the broken finger but if something is sort of pestering them injury-wise, it would make sense that they're not just managing rest, but making sure that they're managing his health that way. Because as we've said over and over and over again, he is just so important to what this team is doing in the here and now. And then that being said, you know, even if Jacob Marstrom feels 100% or 110 or 120 or whatever the current maximum is in hockey because I sometimes lose track of that. <laughs> this is a good spot for Dustin Wolf. Yep. This is a bottom-feeding team on the back half of a back-to-back set. You have to be comfortable going to your second-string goalie against that opponent. And so this is a really good spot for Dustin Wolf. And his numbers this year at the NHL level haven't, you know, blown anybody away. I think we'd all agree that he's looked comfortable, but could use a win at this level. And yeah. 
you know, I think tonight presents a pretty good opportunity for that. Yeah, I, I, I think that they are they're managing Jacob Markstrom for sure. Rest levels, maybe something nagging, and they know that he they they know the numbers when he's more rested. They know how important he's going to be in their goal to retool, but not completely fall out of the conversation in the playoff mix. Like I think whether, whether you want to hear this or not, if you're listening and whether you agree with this or, or not, the flames absolutely would like to make the best moves for the future and trade who they need to play, trade and, and, and bring in the, the pieces that will help this team long-term and then they'd also like to stay competitive and, and maybe make the playoffs. That is that is what they would like to do. And so if they want to accomplish that goal and they're not going to trade Markstrom, um, then they know how important he's going to be for them to accomplish that goal. Like UC Saros was out of his mind as the Predators came close last year in a similar situation. So, you know, especially if you're Ryan Huska, especially if you're this coaching staff right now, Wilsey, you know, you're not worried about whether or not Markstrom might be getting traded tomorrow. You're worried about, okay, right now, Markstrom's our number one. Markstrom's our meal ticket, and he's our most important player. We've got to put what is best for him at the for, at the forefront, and that will be our priority and will form all of our decisions. Yeah, and I mean, regardless of what your plan is, and you might not know your plan at this point, it uh, could depend on what other teams are offering for your number one goaltender and one of the best goalies in the league this season you still want to keep them healthy and fresh. That's uh, best case scenario going both ways. So, yeah, I think there's different ways to do that. Uh, last week, uh, we weren't there, but we saw photos of a shooter tutor on the ice during a Flames practice. Jacob Markstrom could have practiced, but giving him practices off or morning skates off, those are two other ways to rest him mm-hmm. other than just giving him games off. So Every- it's going to be a combination of things, and as we've heard as you guys talked about time after time from Ryan Huska, when he's rested, he's a really good goaltender. So you you do your best to get him as much rest as you can. Some guys can be equally as good playing 70 games as they are playing 50. I don't think he's one of those guys. Every goalie will tell you practice can take as much or more out of you as a game because of the amount of shots they're facing. Like you're facing hundreds and hundreds of shots in a practice or morning skate. So you're absolutely right that that's a, a further opportunity to rest. I and mean, we've seen, not only have we heard Ryan Huska talk often about how he thinks Jacob Markstrom with the adequate amount of rest is, is that much better of a goaltender, but we've also seen Ryan Huska and this coaching staff put a big emphasis on rest kind of throughout the lineup. We yeah. see a ton of optional skates for this group. Like They, they certainly have s- tried to prioritize even at a, a higher level through a very travel-heavy portion of their schedule. Like, that, they're very cognizant of this. And so if they have it in their mind that, hey, this is where our number one goalie is going to be best, it certainly behooves them to keep them there. Yep. And while there's a greater chance that a player will get in, injured in a game than in a practice, how did Jacob Markstrom hurt himself? How did he break his finger? Trying practice. to make a save in yep. practice. Right. So you never know. Yeah, he doesn't have... Uh, he doesn't half it very well. No, which no. is why he is who he is. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that is our Daily Flames Roundtable. Derek Wills, Wes Gilbertson, Pat Steinberg on this Thursday as we start to wrap up this hour. Thanks to Cam and Shan back downstairs for keep back downstairs downtown uh, for keeping us on the rails as well as best they could. It, it went off the rails for a few minutes there, but they did the best they could. Uh, that'll do it for the Daily Flames Roundtable. Brought to you as always by Mercedes-Benz Country Hills. Hey, Mercedes-Benz Country Hills is open on Family Day. Do something with the family and something you want to do and find exceptional savings just minutes from the Calgary Airport.